Hey guys, welcome to the Pocket Value Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Kwani Bates, and uh, she's the owner of Razo Vending. Uh, so we're gonna, you know, deep dive into some information. And uh, for everybody that's out there in YouTube land, you know, just looking for information, trust me, she could give you some information, and you're gonna get a lot, a lot of value from this uh, podcast. Now. Um, get your, get your notebooks ready, whatever it may be, uh, because she's going to drop, you know, some really good information in this episode. All right. So, um, I just want to welcome to you to the whole world, uh, Kwani Bates. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on, Sean. You're welcome. You're welcome, man. I've been waiting on this day. Uh, I've been actually, you know, just, you know, uh, checking out some of, you know, the work you've been doing and, you know, just the hard work you've been putting in and, and all that stuff with the vending machines. And it's just amazing to see how, you know, you've been excelling in this business. Now, one of the things that I want to ask, well, my first question I should say is, uh, you know, give us the backstory of how you got started uh, in the vending machine business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, honestly, it was a search of mine. I had just had my daughter. She was about eight months young. And I was being a stay-at-home mom. I wanted to find a way to make income without taking away from my mother duties. I felt like that was primary in my life at that time, but I still had this itch to, to grind and I had to do something. I'm a busybody, and this was the first time in my life I had to just sit down at home, you know? So I had to find something to do. I looked into a lot of different passive income streams and ideas, and vending just clicked with me. Wow. Wow. So um, how many years? you would say? So we've been in business since October, 2019. So it'll be two years in October. You said we. Yeah. My daughter, my daughter, Kuala, um, she's listed as the CEO. I'm just the manager of the business. I work for her. And again, I started it to start passive income for our little family and be the start of generational wealth. So yeah, it's her and I. Of course, I'm loving that. Now, how many machines do you now own? Currently now we have, see, I like to count it by locations. So when I get thrown the machine question, I have to go back through. So we have 16 machines, 15 locations. And what machines did you get start with? So I started with the candy machines. I'm really oh. passionate about that. I like to tell my mentees that or anyone who wants to get involved in vending. It's just a very... A simple way to get introduced to the logistics of vending. So uh, a lot of people want to get right into the nitty gritty with the snack and soda. And they get inspired by YouTubers that are pulling stacks of cash out of the machines. But there's just so much more involved than that. And so we started small just so we can really grasp um, the true steps it takes to operate. Business. I see a lot of people starting with like used machines and stuff. I've heard about people buying machines on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace. Now, uh, did you start with new or did you start with, you know, used machines? Yeah, we started by buying a route. So um, after binge watching hours of YouTube, we learned the different methods and ways that you can get into the business. And then we chose route buying. Um, we bought four locations with four candy machines. And that was our entry into the business. Oh, wow. Now, let's just say a person has a machine that did like $1,000 a month, right? How would you split that? 
Yeah, sure. I feel like um, just like with your nine to five paycheck, you definitely want to delegate your funds percentage wise, just depending on what your plans and goals are for your business. Um, if we're going to take the example of a thousand, I would say uh, at least 30% of that needs to be put to the side for taxes. If you are a legal operation, obviously, if you're just doing this on the side, that's different. Um, I would say another 20% needs to be put to the side to pay yourself as an operator. That's 50% there. Another uh, 30% put to the side for restock, um, any maintenance, anything that the business needs to continue to operate. And then another 20% put to the side for savings. And that's just so that you can pay taxes later or pay any, anything that may come up. So you just want to delegate it responsibly so that all your boxes are checked off. And, you know, sometimes we, we could get carried away when we get a lot of money. We're like, OK, let's buy the new this, you know, some new TVs, you know, how we get down. <laughs> you know, we'll buy everything. Yeah. So 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 that's one of the things. And uh, it's important uh, for people like you that's in the business and you understand the business uh, to actually give away this information because sometimes, yeah, we really do get carried away sometimes. We want the new Jordans and stuff, and uh, next thing you know, we 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 don't really have you know a, a process on how to really you know bring that money back in, you know, because when once it goes out, it goes out, you know. So um, another question that I have for you is um, for uh, new people, new business owners that that are coming into the business. Um, what are some of the do's and don'ts they should know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see the business booming right now. A lot more people are coming into the business than ever. We're in the age of entrepreneurship. You know, people, even in real estate investing, I started like three years ago. And now it wasn't as populated. And people heard about it. The word got out. And, you know, so many people are in it now. And they need the guidance. And as far as me being a coach, uh, in, you know, uh, in, in, in that faucet, you know, um, it, I, I'm seeing the importance of, you know, giving away this information as what to do and what to not do in this business. So how would you uh, explain that to anybody? Or what would you like to say about that? Yeah, do's and don'ts, definitely true. Um, I say that all the time. We live in the age of entrepreneurship and it's just very easy to find success working for yourself nowadays with the internet, Instagram, TikTok. I mean, you can turn anything into a business now. And so when it comes to vending, uh, my first don't that I usually share with others that are interested in getting started is um, don't rush to legalities. So don't rush to spend hundreds, thousands of dollars in formulating a legal business before you have proof of sales. So um, in America, it is not illegal to have one vending machine um, business or location whether it's a candy machine or a snack soda machine, you can have one, you can see how it goes. You can see if you're making any profit, get a feel and see if you really want to do vending. I mean, it's different to watch someone else do it and then do it yourself. So start with one and see if it's for you. If it is, and you see that you're growing organically via word of mouth, friends, family, locations are coming at you. You have more opportunities than you have machines. That's a good problem to have. But if those situations occur, then yes, go ahead and invest in becoming legal with your LLC or your S Corp or whatever works for you, but not until you see that uh, results are proven. That'd be my first don't. Do not legalize until you have results. Um, some do's, I would say, uh, do be open-minded. 
I know a lot of people only want to do snack and soda machines, but in vending, there's just so many opportunities to make money in vending. There really is. Like there is not just a one way go. Um, you can do simply drink machines, which are more passive than snack machines because they can store more drinks. You could check on those once a month. You can do uh, creative vending machines. You can sell like books and earrings and art from local artists in your community. You can switch it up. I mean, the opportunities are endless. And then on top of that, you don't necessarily have to do machines to be in vending. You can sell locations. You could be a middleman or woman or someone looking for a location and a business needing vending machines. And you can connect those people. Um, you can mentor. You can create eBooks. You can create documents. I mean, there's just so many different ways that you can make money in vending. It doesn't have to just be a snack machine. So I try to get people to be open-minded about that. Wow. I never thought about, I never thought about all that. I guess once you get into it, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out and, you know, you know, find your own niche, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's the perfect word for it, Sean, niche. There's just so many different niche available in vending that you can really fall into. And once you do, I mean, now you have this following because you're more specific, you know, the more niche you get, um, the more organic you are and the more you can really tailor to a specific audience. So definitely be open-minded. You don't have to be cookie cutter with everything that you've seen in vending. Now, what are five ways to approach a potential vending location? Five ways that I've always shared with uh, my audience. I, number one, walk in. I mean, uh, even though we just went through COVID, we're still getting through it. And even though we're in an internet age, face-to-face interaction is still number one in our society as humans. So walking in is always good, (laughs) face-to-face, showing the validity of your business, you're able to present yourself with your clothing, with your flyers, your documentation, and you're able to sell yourself based on what you're seeing. Um, if there is a attitude given, then you know, walk out. If there is an interest, you know, like a dog that gets curious, the head's turning, they're listening, they're nodding, then you know you're onto something. So that face-to-face interaction is definitely a good method. Um, secondly, I would say cold calling and pick up the phone and just call away. Uh, third, I would say email marketing or online marketing. It can be social media. It can be email. A lot of businesses have social media pages now. So jump in their DMs. Don't be scared. Uh, fourth, I would say um, postal mail. A lot of people sleep on postal mail. I know it's archaic, <laughs> um, but we do still have a mailman, everybody. And you can uh, pitch to locations by sending a letter in the mail and uh, people sleep on that one. And then fifth, I would say just uh, grassroots marketing. So just word of mouth, you know, tell your friends, tell your family, start a referral program, $50, $100, whatever works for your business and offer a referral if, if you're um, given a lead of a business looking for vending machines. Um, I remember uh, I, I went, of course, we all have probably have been uh, to a, a dealership and, uh, we're sitting, you know, for probably, you know, a hour or so. And, um, we'll get up and, 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 you know, we'll see a vending machine. We go over there, we get a snack. Now, what are some of the fast, and I would think those are, you know, fast moving locations are so, so can you give us a few more, uh, that, you know, people probably won't think about maybe. Yeah. Fast moving locations. Anywhere with high traffic, high traffic just means a lot of people in and out. 
and not just the same people, a lot of uh, varying, a lot of transitional people in and out. So that'd be places like gyms, that'd be places like rec centers, um, barbershops, that'd be places uh, such as like an employee break room, if it's a, a large workforce. So just places where there's gonna be a constant uh, influx of different bodies in and out of that area. All right, so um, do you enter into a contractual agreement with the business owners? And if so, um, what's the commission you know uh, they would usually receive? Yeah, so it just depends on the type of location. Mm -hmm. Honestly, with Razel Vending, we have no contractual agreements with any of our locations and we pay no commission. And um, I get that question all the time. How do I avoid commission? Honestly, it's the way you are pitching. It's the way you are selling your services. It starts from the beginning of that relationship with that location. Um, so it's really on you, how you present your business and what you're providing. That's going to help that business owner either ask or not ask. So we pay no commission. Um, but I would say contractual agreements. I do not use the word contract. I teach uh, my following to not use the word contract. Um, more so just use the word agreement. And because contract can be scary, especially if you have a location that's a very reputable business, um, a lot of employees, a lot of staff, um, it will make them want to look into maybe look, seeking their attorney or seeking their lawyer. And so we more so advise just to use the word agreement. That's a little more casual, a little more relaxed, and it, it helps the manager or owner feel empowered to take care of that situation with you directly, which is what you want. A lot of uh, vending operators that at least come to us for advice are small time folks and not big corporations. So that's what you want. You want that easy entry. You want everyone to be relaxed, um, everything transparent. And so using the word agreement versus using the word contract will help to alleviate any type of like stress or any antennas going off. Yeah, because con contracts could could sound like, you know, you're tying somebody into a situation, right? Exactly. Where agreement, it's more, okay, it sounds more mutual. Exactly. Yeah, now, uh, what's a good time period uh, a, a, an owner actually should allow their machine or machines uh, to begin, you know, generating, you know, revenue 30, 60, 90 days, maybe? Yeah, that's a great question as well. Um, I would say at least 60, two months. Um, you could push it to 90 if you see an influx between month one and month two. So if month one was lower than month two, you can give it one more month just to see what the average would be. But I would say at least two months. Um, month one could be horrible, but you don't want to quit just because of the investment it required to purchase your machines, purchase your products, um, hire your movers or hire your friends to help you move your machines. Just a lot of investment time-wise, energy-wise, financial-wise. Um, so give it a little time to prove itself, no less than two months. And then you could push it out to like you're saying the 90 days. If you see 30 days and 60 days were varying, then use the 90 days to kind of average that out. Now, as far as profits go, since we're on revenue, uh, how long on an average does it usually take to start uh, seeing, you know, a return on investment? Just start seeing a return the first minute. Let's say you place your machine and then wow. you shake hands. All right, Mr. Business Owner, thank you so much for the opportunity. You know, here's my card. Call me if anything happens. So you walk out the door and then you get a text. Somebody just bought two Doritos. I mean, you, you can start seeing a profit immediately. Um, 
the coolest way to see what products are being bought is if you have credit card readers on your machines because they are connected to an inventory management system for you. And then you'll also get notifications whenever anything is purchased, the amount that's purchased, how many. At the same time, it lets you know um, what's low in your machine. So not only do you know what's coming out, you know what needs to be restocked and when. And so very cool. You can start making money immediately. As far as mechanical issues, how does an owner go about finding you know, a, a mechanic for those vending machines? Yeah, excellent question. I would definitely say make sure you're specifically seeking out a vending machine tech and don't want to hire, you know, Joe Schmo and Bob's uh, handyman services because they don't know about vending machines. They just they can fix and tinker other things. But you want someone who's experienced with vending machines so that you don't have more of a headache uh, down the road. And I would say um, look for specifically vending machine tech. And then once you do keep their number, and whenever they're on site fixing something on your machine, make sure you're uh, paying attention to what they're doing. You know, be their shadow, ask questions. I know my vending tech doesn't care when I ask questions. They're usually cool people. And that way you're able to learn and you're getting a two for one. So not only are you investing in fixing your issue right away, but you're also learning how to fix it, shall that issue arise again. So therefore it saves you money in the long run. We do offer mentoring if anyone's interested. Uh, our mentoring, we have three different tier packages we provide. And uh, generally, just to sum it up quickly, our first tier is uh, learning how to pitch, learning how to basically uh, sell your services to an owner or manager. Our second tier is not only pitching, but learning how to seek out high profit locations and the process and the logistics behind, you know, finding those locations. And then our third tier is all of the above. Plus, we teach you how we find locations. So we literally get more specific and get down and dirty with exactly how Razor Vending has been able to locate locations for others and for ourselves. Okay. Now, how can somebody get in touch with you? All right. So we are everywhere. Um, our most, uh, I guess, our most common method of communication would be Instagram. So definitely check us out there at Razor Vending. Uh, we're also on Clubhouse, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on TikTok. Any social media handle, just type in Razo Vending. You're bound to find your girls. And we're also online, www.razovending.com. Is Clubhouse still a thing? <laughs> you know, I pop in here and there, but hey, we're on there too. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Kwani. Um, Razo Vending, y'all get it. And um, thank you for watching. Peace. Wow. Thanks, Sean. Thanks for having us.